Welcome to the Mayo Clinic Orthopedic Surgery Podcast, a curated series of interviews and discussions highlighting the three shields of orthopedic surgery at Mayo Clinic, clinical practice, research, and education. Hello, and welcome to the Mayo Orthopedic Residency Podcast. I'm John Barlow, current program director for the Mayo Orthopedic Residency. The orthopedic residency match is an exciting but nerve-wracking time for applicants. Particularly this year with COVID-19, much has changed. This has effects on both the orthopedic match as well as visiting clerkship process. And our goal today is to help you navigate this and make this as seamless as possible and put your best foot forward. I've got a couple friends and partners here to help lead us through what, are, what we're currently thinking about the match, the application process, and give you some expertise about how to do this. Our first guest today is Program Director Norm Turner. He's the outgoing Program Director after doing this role for about 10 years. He's gonna give us some insight in the process this year and what we've learned over the last year in terms of national organizations and otherwise. Thanks for being here, Norm. Thanks for having me, John. I'd also like to welcome Kevin Perry. He's one of our adult hip and knee reconstruction specialists, and he manages our visiting medical clerkship program, which obviously has seen profound changes this year with COVID-19. Thanks for being here, Kevin. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, John. I'd like to get us kicked off, Norm. There's a lot of organizations that seem to play a part in the match process. Can you talk to us about some of the different organizations who play a role in decision-making about applications in the match process? Yeah, I think the when we look at the match process, it is actually complex. Uh, so you have national groups uh, in orthopedics, but also in graduate medical education. Um, so we have ARIS, we have the, the uh, NMRP who does the, the match. Um, then we have CORD, which is the residency directors across the country of orthopedic residency directors. And then we also have our graduate school. Uh, so all of this is involved in what we do uh, uh, and how do we uh, figure out, especially this year, of what we're going to do this year since it's going to be different than years past. Yeah, it's interesting. And it sure seems like a lot of the decisions aren't left up to the individual programs, which I think is good in terms of creating a consistent experience for the applicants, but also for the programs. Can you let us know what the conclusions have been about this year and where they are in decision making about both visiting clerkship as well as the interview process? Yeah, I think we uh, learned early on in probably April, it first came across uh, that there was gonna be significant changes and then what to do. Um, obviously, as this pandemic hit, hit the country, it hit, it hit spot others, some spots worse than others. Um, but the, there was a push pretty quickly is to stop away rotations um, and then a call for virtual interviews. Um, the what was done at the national level was it was discussed and then it went down towards the subspecialty areas um, and orthopedic uh, group met nationally and try to figure out what would be the safest and fairest way for the applicants to get into the, the best program for them. And it is not fair for some programs to be able to do away rotations and others can't. There's all questions about quarantining uh, as this stuff changes daily, it's virtually impossible now for resident or for medical students to go from one part of the country to another part of the country and be able to be actively involved in patient care and also for them to be safe as well as 
uh, for their patients to be safe. Um, so it became pretty obvious uh, in the end of May, beginning of June, that probably away rotations would not be, happen. So uh, with the recommendations uh, nationally, as well as our graduate school and our institution looked at this, and we uh, currently have no away rotations. So the only medical students that we will see are Mayo Med students, and then medical uh, students that are called orphan med students. And those are medical students that do not have a home orthopedic uh, department. Um, so this year, our numbers are down to about a third of what they normally would be, if not less. Uh, so it's definitely different than what we usually have. And that's really tough, I think, certainly on medical students who want to come and uh, do audition rotations. But um, it's really nice, I think, that that has been universally applied across the board. So nobody's getting any uh, special treatment in terms of that. Have they made decisions about what to do with interviews in terms of moving that? It sounds like we're moving toward more virtual interviews this year. Yes. So that's been pretty much decided, too. Uh, uh, there will be all virtual. Um, uh, probably the only non-virtual interviews will be of your home residents, uh, uh, and the rest will be done. In, and that will be institution-based if they do those virtually or not. Uh, some institutions will do it virtually as a dry run, make sure the virtual interview day will work smoothly. Um, but that's going to be across the board. There's national discussion about a, uh, a date where all uh, students will find out who, uh, what they were accepted in for interviews and then have a 72-hour window uh, that they can then choose and, and people can then backfill. But So I think these are all being discussed, but this will be virtual. And so the challenge uh, for all of us is to figure out how do we do this, uh, since none of us have really done this in the past. Great. And I think, you know, as we think about things, there's certainly some Zoom fatigue and it's going to be a little bit uh, challenging for all of us to do it uh, virtually. But I think obviously uh, the orthopedic community and the medical community can adapt and uh, we'll find a way to sort of work through uh, these processes. And I think I think we're excited about it. Kevin, there's something that has been coming up more and more. And certainly as the away rotations uh, started to go away and we plan to go virtual, there was more and more discussion about virtual away rotations or virtual audition rotations. And I know you, um, myself and Dr. Turner have talked extensively about different options here. Can you, can you let the applicants know um, sort of what, what we've come to in terms of this? Yeah, so we looked at multiple iterations in an attempt to try to employ some sort of virtual curriculum for uh, medical students in general. And really there's been two main problems with each iteration we've looked at. First and foremost, we don't wanna disrupt the applicant's home program rotations and it'll be difficult, I think, to establish set times that are gonna be predictable uh, for each of the different medical students. And really our goal in the end is for everybody to do as well as they can possibly do at their home rotation. And secondly, we thought really it's gonna be very difficult to assess the skills that we wanna assess and we typically assess on an away rotation with us via a virtual program. And so for those two reasons, we've elected not to offer a virtual curriculum and instead have really encouraged applicants to focus on their home programs and doing as best they can there. Yeah, and I think that um, obviously we've talked a lot about this, but I think it makes a lot of sense in terms of trying to help people focus on the things that are most applicable to what their life is gonna be in terms of an orthopedic residency. And their home rotations are perfect uh, opportunity for that. Some people don't have home rotations. 
and like Dr. Turner said, we've we've talked about and um, we're hosting some of those applicants this year. But um, I think uh, as uh, the more we think about it, I think the more um, this is a reasonable option in terms of keeping the uh, the table as fair as possible for everybody who wants to come here. Another interesting thought, um, Kevin, is that some people have talked about even delaying a year or doing other things uh, for a year because of COVID-19. Do you have any thoughts about that? Would you re recommend that an applicant forego the match for a year and, and await potential return in 2022? Yeah, I think it's a great question, one we've gotten frequently, as you know. I think in general, my recommendation would be to not delay for a year. Unless there's a strong reason to delay on your part, meaning you want to strengthen your application for one reason or another, and you think delaying a year can do that for you, I certainly don't recommend delaying for, for the whole COVID pandemic. I think in general, the process will still work. We're going to review applications like we normally would. We're going to still have a match class. There's going to be people that match around the country, and I don't see any real strong reason to delay. Great. And, and Norm, any other thoughts about how you would uh, try and navigate this in, in terms of the numbers of applicants that there might be, the number of applications that people might make? Some thoughts about that? I know you've been involved in some national discussions about that recently. Yeah, I think the, um, the, the fear that everyone has is that people are just going to apply to everything. And really, there's no benefit for the applicant to do that. So ARIS has good data. That shows if you have above a 247, uh, you should apply to 35 programs or less. If you have below a 234, you should apply to 65 programs. If you're in the middle, you should apply to 245, or you should, you should apply to 45 programs. So I think that gives people a little bit, the data shows if you apply to 80 programs, it does not help you. Um, so I think the key is for applicants is to talk to their mentors, uh, to really get good advice and then make good sound decisions. Uh, the shotgun approach isn't going to help you. Uh, so don't, you know, waste your time doing that uh, when there's the data shows it doesn't work. Right. That makes sense. And everybody's got home rotations or an away rotation if they're an orphan program. And I think you've got good resources there to talk to you about your application and make decisions. And I think all of us uh, really agree that the idea of pursuing an additional year of training research or otherwise would be more dependent on uh, factors related to your application rather than uh, COVID-19. Because ultimately the same number of applicants are going to match and the same number of match matches will essentially happen across the country. So the odds remain about the same. It's just about making the process in terms of, of selection a little bit smoother. Um, Dr. Perry, can you give us some advice on what you would tell applicants who are specifically interested in, in Mayo Clinic? Is there a process that they need to go through? Really, I, I don't view anything um, differently that they need to do. What I would encourage them to do is, again, focus on their home rotation, focus on their fourth year, focus on uh, doing well on their, on their step exams. Um, and apply as you normally would to our program. We're going to review applications just like we would any other year. I think to your point, you know, we've got to make the process a little bit more streamlined because we're not going to have as many uh, options and things to look at as some years past. But again, the process will work just the same. And I think if you're interested in Mayo specifically, apply. We're going to review your application just like any other year. And if you're a quali qualified applicant, we're going to offer you an interview. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I would echo that, that statement. I mean, the application is the key. And the other part is to say, um, I don't think that there's an expectation that you need to make your intentions known in any specific way. And uh, certainly we're going to review the applications in a fairly objective way to make sure that we um, get the people who are most interested in coming here. One of the processes that I know that we've looked at and thought about a lot, uh, Dr. Turner, over the last few years is sort of how we select um, applicants and we use some asynchronous videos in that process. Can you talk to us about uh, that process and then potentially uh, give us some insight into what the current plans for the interview process might look like at Mayo? Yeah, I think we have uh, in the last few years uh, have done that as a secondary application um, and it's been very helpful. I think the uh, we're looking for people that are gonna fit our culture Mayo culture is a unique culture. It is uh, a culture of the patient comes first. It's a culture of doing the right thing. Uh, so we're looking for adult learners that are motivated uh, to be stars. Uh, uh, we want people to graduate to be stars and no matter what they do, if they're a high caliber academic orthopedist or if they're a um, uh, community uh, uh, general orthopedist in rural America. Um, so I think we're that's what we're looking for. And we found that the uh, asynchronous videos helped us uh, to get a better idea and get more of a holistic approach uh, to that applicant and try to get someone who's going to fit with us. I think the fit is critical. Uh, and and so, that, so we've had good success with that. So we'll probably do that uh, again. We look closely at the, the usual things uh, as we screen. We're looking at your board scores. We're looking at how well you've done your third year rotations, your letters, and we have a, a, an objective scoring system that we've looked at. And then we try to, um, from that group, try to figure out who are the stars at uh, all the different medical schools. And we're looking for the cream of the crop. And so we will then offer them a, a video. And then we go through those and then come up with the people that will come for our interview day. Um, our interview day will be different than this year than years past. Obviously, it's not going to be... Uh, uh, in person, so it's going to be virtual. So we're still trying to figure out some of the nuts and bolts of that. Um, uh, we'll probably have a, a, a some type of setup with uh, a virtual interviews with one or two staff and an applicant. We'll have uh, 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 some type of um, uh, a room for uh, residents uh, to interact. Uh, um, so I think we're still trying to figure out some of what it's going to look like and what it's going to be. Uh, uh, but, you know, I think it will be well done and I'm you know, looking forward to it. It's going to be something different and unique. And hopefully there's something we can take from this and make it better uh, uh, down the road. Yeah, I agree. And ultimately, what we're really looking for is the interaction between our uh, faculty and our residents and the applicants to understand uh, in a, a two way manner how we're going to work together, uh, get along and obviously take great care of patients and um, make outstanding orthopedic surgeons out of these outstanding applicants. So I think those things will be sort of uninterrupted by a virtual uh, process. And certainly the technology has made this easier and easier as we've, as we've gone forward. I think the biggest concern that I have or one of the, one of the uh, sad parts is that one of the biggest strengths of the Mayo Clinic is the physical uh, facilities that we have. And we've got an outstanding access to cadaver labs and uh, basic science research. We have um, beautiful facilities, both clinical and hospital facilities. 
And I'm sad that some of the applicants are going to miss out on that opportunity to see it. But I certainly think that we're working as hard as we can to make that as virtual as we can so that you can get some of that experience even from your own homes and, um, and, and see that. So I agree with you. I think we're going to get to the same end result, but certainly it's going to, it's going to feel and look a little bit different. Do you have specific advice, um, Dr. Turner, about uh, what, how to do a virtual interview, anything like that, or, or Dr. Perry? I think uh, um, my advice to the applicant uh, would be is be yourself. Uh, we want to know who you are. Um, um, ask questions, uh, be engaged. Uh, I think that's what we're, we're looking for. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I would just echo be yourself. I think you don't want to have canned answers. I think it comes across as a canned answer. So if you just let, you know, listen to the question, take a moment, think about the question and respond how you, you, you think you should respond. Um, I think that's the, the best way to do it. Beautiful. I think, uh, thanks so much for your, um, feedback and input. And I think to summarize, it certainly sounds like um, we've got a good plan in place to deal with COVID-19. Obviously, we continue to battle the virus in terms of taking care of our patients. But in terms of the orthopedic match, it sounds like each of you and myself, I would share, feel confident about the ability to match outstanding applicants into the program, and that each of the applicants will be able to find a program for themselves to match into and become outstanding orthopedic surgeons. So while it's anxiety producing now and certainly adds an additional layer of feeling overwhelmed about the process, I think the programs, uh, the, Mayo, or the, the Mayo community, the national orthopedic community have really rallied around this to make this work as well as possible for the applicants in particular. And the programs are finding ways to make that work for them. Any additional thoughts or feedback, um, Dr. Turner and Dr. Perry? The only thing I'd say is we look forward to, to virtually meeting you all and wish you the best of luck. Yeah, good luck in your fourth year and uh, good luck in the application process. Take a deep breath. Everything is going to work out. You're going to be just fine. <sighs> Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for joining. Take care.